0: Hello there and welcome back to the Mindfulness with Art podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. My name is Art and I'm here to talk about some mindfulness. Um, So I wanted to talk today about something that's kind of... um, Kind of an interesting subject for me, and and a lot of uh, somewhat confusion around this, and and I want to try to maybe clear something up and give you some insight onto a few things here. Um, so essentially, I always talk about the fact that my mindfulness uh, practice is rooted and very solidly rooted in Western science and you know sort of you know real life, if you will, um, sort of applications, and, and that and by that I mean as opposed to a spiritual uh, realm of of existence and and practice and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of times I do Touch upon uh, certain Buddhist teachings uh, only because they apply as well, and and I, I do that mostly just to uh, illustrate how um, you know a lot of times Buddhist teachings, which are based on on what uh, this one specific person uh, discovered through self uh, reflection over 2,500 years ago, uh, and I, I just use these these examples to show how this um, this self reflection that this one person did five hundred years ago actually proves to be correct and, and proven by our own science and um, and that 's mostly the reason why I uh, bring up Buddhism in any in any uh, uh, sort of context in my uh, work and in these podcasts and in the the blogs that I write and in any kind of conversations I have, uh, most specifically as as with my clients okay and this is the only reason I do it um, but it's it 's really an interesting thing <laughs> because um, you know a lot of people uh, to, in my, my in my experience and in my understanding of a lot of people's uh, struggles, you know a lot of people feel as though they do want to enter into a spiritual practice and and i don't hold that against anyone I think that's a beautiful thing and and we all you know should have some level of uh, of spirituality in our on our minds and in our hearts and, and and to be very very clear, I am not a practicing Buddhist like a lot of the buddhist um, uh you know principles and and ideals definitely are something that I subscribe to and uh and they're definitely things that i that I follow, but it's more coincidentally than anything else and that's what I'm here to talk about today because a lot of people you know again. People want to have this spiritual practice. They feel that that, um, spirituality is something that is, you know, sort of going to, you know, elevate them on some level. And and, and again, I am not here to say that that's wrong. I am not here to say that that's right. I am just here to tell you that this is what a lot of people are sort of after in their lives, and I don't begrudge them for that, okay? Um, But here's the thing mindfulness itself, at least in the in the Western science-based practice of mindfulness that I teach people and that I practice myself, you know, it has nothing to do with real spirituality. And certainly, I mean, to be sure, a lot of people will tell you that Buddhism is not really a religion. Most people will say that. There are some who, who you know, take Buddhist texts and like there's references to God and stuff, so people will say that it is a religion on some level. But most people will tell you that no, it is not a religion. And this includes people like the Dalai Lama, who is, you know, obviously a pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty uh, high level guy in the Buddhist world, um, and I believe even the Buddha himself described Buddhism as a science of the mind. Okay, and um, and so that's that's where it gets really interesting because again, it's it's not so much a spiritual thing at that point as it is a scientific thing and, and a thing of uh, personal exploration and personal development rather than some spiritual ideal that, um, that is somehow, you know, cause a lot of times in, in Western religions or in the major religions of the world, you know, we think of religion and we think of spirituality in the sense of attaining some level of, um, of awakening spiritually, right? And and again, I'm not here to say that that's wrong. And if that is what people are, are after, and people want to get into a Buddhist, uh, you know, a, a real spiritual Buddhist practice, that, that's a beautiful thing. And it works very, very well for many, many people. And to be sure, there is a very high level of spiritual um, understanding and spiritual work that happens within Buddhism, even if it is really a science of the mind. So what I want to bring up in this podcast now that I've been talking for a few minutes um is the fact that so so a lot of people you know see themselves so like like let's say you know let's use myself for an example okay I grew up a uh, you know Roman Catholic uh in a Roman Catholic upbringing um you know had to go through the various sacraments and when I say had to I mean I had to I was forced to go through the various sacraments of of um of the Catholic tradition okay um up to I mean I did not get married in a church, so uh, so that 's kind of where my sacrament you know broke off at the age of I guess fourteen it was or something that I had my confirmation and uh, and that was the end of it as far as uh, as far as the the religious sacraments go but but a lot of people have been indoctrinated into this whole way of life you know the way I was with no choice of their own you know it was just sort of something you 're born into and you're you're trained as a tradition and, and everything else, and even that in and of itself is not necessarily wrong, okay, but a lot of people wind up growing up to be, you know, young adults or or even middle age adults and they and they wonder about things and they and they don't really feel that this, you know, forced religion is number one, something they really identify with, and number two, they don't feel a spiritual uh fulfillment from these things. Okay. And and instead they feel like you know, like a lot of what, what the Catholic religion is based on is like this sort of, um, you know, like reward system or like a punishment system, right? So like if you sin, you have to atone for those sins or else you don't get to get into heaven, you know, that whole thing. And, um, you know, obviously that's very simplified and I'm not, there's not a, a podcast trying to bash Christianity or Catholicism or anything like that. And, and people who believe in, in that, you know, there are very, very beautiful parts of it and, um, you know, at its essence, it is a, it is a, a religion-based based on compassion and empathy and charity and and all beautiful things, right? But you know, but there's the, the dogma and then there's the practice and, and those two things don't always line up, okay, in fairness. <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> but but what I'm talking about is people like me who get to their sort of late teens, early twenties you know, they, they look at the world and they see that there's something that, you know, spiritually wants to, you know, that, that there's something out there that, that, you know, has to be a higher thing than what I am all about here, right, And and on a spiritual level, right, and... And when people feel that, that's when they turn to to you know the, the world philosophies like Buddhism or Taoism or even Confucianism. Confucianism. Um, and and you know what what happens is you know these things can be very intimidating. Okay, because if you've grown up in you know Catholic schools and under you know the Catholic auspices and whatnot, you know. And, and again, when you're in your mid twenties or even a little later, you you know you've got a career, you've got a busy schedule. Schedule, you've got you know a lot going on in your life, and it's and it's not necessarily something where you can just sort of unplug and and become you know this Buddhist practitioner because it takes time to do that. Okay, uh, it takes a lot of time, in fact, and, and it's a, and it's a great deal of investment in your time and in your you know your sort of uh, you know thinking mind. You know, in in uh, in terms of like the the various things that you have to learn. There there are hundreds and hundreds of different you know uh, sort of qualities of the. Of of, of Buddhism, that you 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 know, if you if you're really going to be a Buddhist practitioner, you you need to learn these things, and and it takes time, and it takes energy, and it takes commitment. Um, so. What happens is a lot of people, I believe, you know, look at that and they say, oh, man, if only I had done this earlier or, or if only, you know, I could have, you know, like figured this out earlier in my life or, or what have you. I just can't do it now. You know, if only I had the time to do it. I wish I could, but I can't. And so therefore they feel like stuck. Like so they feel like in between. They're neither, you know, they're not really a practicing Catholic, and yet they're, they're too, you know, far away from the Buddhism to become a, 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 you know, a practicing Buddhist, right? And that is a fascinating way in which Western mindfulness can actually serve people on a level that is very unexpected. And this is something that I've kind of discovered over the past few years of my own mindfulness practice, which is, again, is very, very solidly rooted in the Western scientific uh, way of doing it and not a spiritual practice practice in in my terms, okay? Or in my understanding. So what I mean by that is that or or the way in which this this can be a helpful thing is and it's fascinating okay so so what happens is like like so I I started practicing you know this western scientific based mindfulness you know a few years ago as I've said in these these podcasts and um you know I spend you know a lot of my time sort of um you know practicing these things but but not in the sense of like you know going to classes or going to a uh, a particular you know place to, to study with a master or, or, you know, or reading a lot of, um, you know, I happen to read a lot of books on this, but that's because I'm a teacher of it, you know, you know, you don't really need to read a lot of books to practice mindfulness, you need to just get some very, very basic uh, principles to understood, and and once those are understood, it's just a matter of practice, and and you can practice these things in ways that it does not add a lot of time onto your your day and into your life, And, and these are things that I've talked about in this podcast before you <laughs> So, but here's the really interesting that, thing that's happened and, and I've noticed this through my own journey as I say you know I so I start out you know uh, learning about the the principles of mindfulness right which is essentially you know to be present um, to really pay attention to what's happening in the present to have an awareness of my of my body and my thoughts and and to you know and then and then there's some compassion exercises that go along with this right such as things like like loving kindness practice, uh, you know, which which should be directed inwardly and outwardly, and and how these things, you know, it's it's like again loving kindness, not for the sake of some spiritual awakening so much, but but more for the sake of the the action in which you know practicing loving kindness, you know prevents you from dwelling on the negative things in your life, right? And so therefore, you know, when you can focus on loving kindness and, and which is the, the focusing on the well-being of others or yourself, you then can't dwell on all the different things that are wrong in life and all the things that, you know, people do that bother you. And and, and the reason for this in the Western scientific, uh, you know, realm of mindfulness the reason for this is that you know those negative thoughts and those negative mental states that you get into which which you know which which kind of like you know thinking about like you know what's wrong with the world or or what this person's doing that bothers you or or you know or, or what's wrong with your situation and all this kind of stuff you know, it's not a spiritual thing, but it's an actual reality thing because when you're doing that, you're not allowing your mind to be creative. You're not allowing your mind to be open to things that are, that could be good for you. You wind up closing things down and becoming less, um, you know, open to things and, and, and becoming, um, you know, when you get into these negative mental states, as we've talked about before, nothing but negative emotions comes out of it, right? So, So you become depressed and you become anxious and you become, you know, sad and, and angry, and these emotions do not allow you to become you know to, to fulfill the things that you want to fulfill in terms of you know your job and your marriage and your you know um, you know things again they have nothing to do with spiritual awakening but have everything to do with how you live your life on this earth in this time in this three dimensional reality okay um, so but here 's the interesting thing. As I've practiced you know I've also you know I've been you know again I, I do dabble into some of the Buddhist uh, teachings and, and writings because of how it applies to the you know how it sort of syncs up with the the stuff that I've studied and it's just really interesting to me to see how that happens right but the fascinating thing is that that even though I've never studied with a Buddhist teacher I've never um, really you know again I've read a few books but nothing really heavy I've never gone on a retreat. I've never, um, you know, gone to a Buddhist center to, like, you know, meditate with other people. You know, that's just not something I've done. It's it's just not something that's ever interested me, right? So, so therefore, I, I'm saying all this to illustrate the fact that I have no formal training in Buddhism whatsoever, okay? But it's really fascinating the fact that because of the practice that I have done on the Western-based scientific version of mindfulness— okay when i read buddhist books that are by buddhist teachers and monks and everything else you know i i am like way ahead of things like i understand what they're talking about without you know it's like i've already known this stuff right and even though i've never studied buddhism which is just fascinating to me because the the point that i'm trying to make here uh, and this is what a friend of mine would call a long walk for a ham sandwich <laughs> is that um you know the the fact is that that by studying this western based you know, mindfulness, um, you know, scientific-based mindfulness, um, you know, not only are you going to improve your daily life in this world, on this earth, in this body, you know, in this three-dimensional reality, right, But, but what you do is you position yourself to a place where should you want to then enter into buddhist teaching and understanding buddhism and learning about buddhism you're already way ahead of the starting point okay it's it's almost like you've already studied it <laughs> even though you haven't and therefore when you get into it you can you can like really hit the ground running and the point that i'm making is that it becomes more accessible okay so so the 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 essence of what i'm trying to get across here in this podcast episode today is that it's really fascinating how people who yearn for this spiritual awakening or the spiritual practice in their life, but yet feel intimidated by it because of the daunting amount of work and the daunting amount of learning that has to happen, which is very realistic. It's not something, you know, that's in your head. I mean, it it does take a lot of commitment to get there, but there's an in-between step. And that in-between step is the mindfulness in which I talk. Okay. So, so it's about, You know, again, just as simple as being present. To, to cultivate awareness and to and to practice certain uh, compassion exercises which you know again are very very simple as simple as you know walking around in your life and every you know for every hour you spend ten seconds and you wish everybody you see you just wish them well and that's all you have to do and by doing that you are you are already practicing the things that they're going to teach you when you get to sit with a monk and and try to figure out you know what Buddhism is all about, and that's just something fascinating to me. And I wanted to share that with you today because um, because if there's anybody out there who's thinking like, "Wow, I wish I could have gotten into Buddhism when I had the time," you know, it's not too late. And a great way to do that is to practice mindfulness first. Okay, again, in a scientific, Western-based sense, and and just do that for even a few months, you're going to get so much closer to that point of of the you know the Buddhist practices and the. Buddhist Buddhist understanding that, that it's going to be like, you're already in there. And, and so, and then, you know, instead of it taking years for you to understand and to, and to learn the Buddhist principles and the practices of, of that, you know, sort of, you know, Quasi religion, you know, you're, you're going to you know, you're going to be able to do it within a few months, and and to me that's a wonderful byproduct of what we do here in in mindfulness, and and it's wonderful byproduct of what I you know teach my my clients and my students. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you all. Um, again, I know that's uh, as they say a long walk for a ham sandwich, uh, but I hope you don't mind taking that walk with me. Um, so I'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to sharing some more ideas with you all. And, uh, and until then, I wish you well. Take care, my friends.